2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: Let's do this. Let's go. Wake up every morning with Sarah and Vinny. Yeah. What in the hell?
0: Alice at 97.3.
1: Alice at 97.3. Sarah and Vinny, Alice's morning show. Hello, Monday. This part mm-hmm. of the show. Hey, <laughs> we love you. We Happy the Monday. bad Thanks morgan hello happy monday this part of the show is brought to you by the sarah and Vinny facebook page you know everything we talk about on the show goes up there if we're talking about a trailer for a movie or a television show or there's some clip from the oscars or whatever it is we stick it up there and then it's a place where when you get to work you heard about it in the car you're like i really wanted to see that one thing no mm-hmm. problem head mm-hmm. to the sarah and Vinny facebook page perfect resource Make sure you stay updated on the latest celebrity trash and news stories by checking out our Facebook page. Uh, we were
0: talking about your sleeping boot earlier. I think I'll just post that up since we're, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, s- yeah. that way if they have if they, yeah. leg cramps, they can look into that too.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not particularly comfortable.
0: Sarah's but new it, boot. It's a
3: lot
1: more comfortable than having leg cramps all night. Hashtag fashion. Hashtag right. let Jane know there's a new boot in town.
4: Okay. Oh, oh, dear. Jane, you know. Uh-oh, Jane. Let Jane know. No.
1: Coming for you. Coming for your style award with my Strasbourg Is that what they're called? Strasburg sock yeah. or something? Uh-huh. That's right. Something like that. It's hot. Uh, okay, so earlier today we talked about the Oscars, and that's going to continue because that's what happened yesterday. Well, it was a big night. It was. It's a huge night. So, um... You know, the big story was that Everything Everywhere All at Once just killed it. They won seven of the 11 things that they were nominated for and they had just a really big night. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel was the host of the show. And what I love about Jimmy, and I've, I've always felt this way about his, his talk show and, uh, was he on like the man show or something. He's just a good, mm-hmm. he's really funny and he is so over what you think. Like he doesn't care if it's going well. He doesn't care if it's funny. He doesn't care if it's not funny. He's just comfortable in every situation. He's able to think incredibly fast when he's talking with someone and also be really listening to them. Like, he's one of the best interviewers. Like, quietly, just an incredible interviewer. So
4: I, love I like him. that he came out of radio. He's a radio yeah, guy.
1: Right? He's Which makes sense. I mean, it's all about thinking on your feet. And so he is the host of the Oscars, which has to be a completely... I would think that's a nerve-wracking thing to agree to do. And he's like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. Whatever. Just put me on my spot and I'll say stuff and it'll be funny. You
4: know, I think because he works for ABC, that's one of those things where they're like, yeah, we want our guy. So I don't know whether that's one of those things where he's like, yeah, I really want to do that. Or they're like, you're really going to do that. And then he goes, okay. (laughs) I don't know how that works. Because it is a lot of work. Sure, yeah. a lot of stress. It's a and lot, yeah. At a, in a time when, you know, it, it's hard to tell jokes. Harder than ever. Harder than it's ever been. Because people are immediately there to go, you realize that's not okay. Yeah. all right,
1: You're well. canceled, mister. It's
4: not even so much canceled. It's just that, yeah, no joke just gets taken for it's on the surface. It's uh a- Joke. Everything's got to be looked down into three layers to ri- to find out that right. you're punching down for this reason.
1: And the, you know, here's the thing with jokes: is you're allowed to find them unhumorous. Hmm. You're allowed to love a joke. You're allowed to hate a joke. You're allowed to think that joke's okay. The end. That's the end. That's all you can do with jokes. What else? Well, are you gonna, actually, I mean, it turns
4: out they can get downright mad and stop you from saying it ever again. Sure. <laughs> Just like we're gonna get you canceled.
1: I don't like your comedy, so I'm gonna get you canceled.
4: But look, I'm with you. I like Jimmy. I think he's. I think he's fun. I think he did a decent job last night, from what I he saw. Did. I didn't have it on from start to finish, but I did. Well, the think-
1: monologue is where I want to start with him. Okay. So, um and I I liked a lot of it, and he actually, of course, made several references to the slap. So here we go. Here's Jimmy Kimmel.
2: So. We have strict policies in place. If anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show, you will be awarded the Oscar for Best Actor. (laughs) And permitted to give a 19 minute long speech. No, but seriously, the Academy has a crisis team in place. If anything unpredictable or violent happens during the ceremony, just do what you did last year. Nothing sit there and do absolutely nothing, maybe even give the assailant a hug, and if any of you get mad at a joke and decide you want to come up here and get jiggy with it, it's not going to be easy, there are a few of my friends you're going to have to get through first, you're going to have to get through the heavyweight champ, Adonis Creed, before you get to me, do battle with Michelle Yeoh before you get to me. You are going to have to beat the Mandalorian before you get to me. <laughs> you are going to have to make Spider-Man.
4: You are going to have to...
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they you flashed to, see to Tom that. If
4: you didn't see it in real time last night and you're not seeing it now, obviously, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, each person does their, like, you know, mean look or, you know, I'm looking at you. And then they flash to... A- the guy who plays... What is his name? Tom Andrew Holland?
5: Garfield.
4: Oh, is that Andrew no, that's Garfield? that's it. That's mm-hmm. not even the... That's not even... That's the, the old Spider-Man. One. Okay. Yeah, the, so the he looks up and one. he's like, yeah, Maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might get you. <laughs> that, that was classic. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, then, so he makes all these jokes and everybody sees a little bit of, you know, what's going on with that. At the end of the show, he went backstage... And flipped over a number on a board to indicate that there has now been one consecutive Grammy, cer- uh, sorry, Oscar ceremony without an incident. Like they got through, get it? So maybe yeah. every year he'll do that. Hilarious. And then he high-fived Cocaine Bear, who actually did come out on stage to present an award earlier in the night with Elizabeth Banks, who directed the Cocaine Bear movie. This has become like a a whole thing. Culturally. I don't know how Cocaine Bear took over this thing that happened. Didn't this happen in like nineteen eighty five too? Like, yeah, so... but I
4: don't know how it couldn't. That's funny. Like it's I mean hilarious. it's it's a phonied up thing, but it based on a real thing, and the real thing people were interested in it. That's how they knew they had something, because people right. wanted to see cocaine Bear... There's like a museum or something in that area for in it, the, right? Uh,
1: yes, where where the plane. I guess some cartel guy jumped with 70 pounds of cocaine, jumps out of a plane, and you know his parachute malfunctions. A bear finds him, eats all the cocaine, and dies. In real life, that really happened. And then they made a movie where the thing just goes on a cocaine fueled rampage. And there's a cocaine shark one now that is is. Elizabeth Great. Banks had joked that she would do that after that story happened, uh, and now some other production company is like, "Oh, we're all over it. We're we're doing it. We've uh, put our, we've thrown our hat in the ring." Uh, Jimmy it. also made a a joke about Brendan. I play this uh, this little quick joke yeah. here. This is sure. funny.
2: Great piece of Oscar trivia. Thirty-one years ago, in nineteen ninety-two, Brendan Fraser and Kiwi Kwan were in a movie together. Remember which movie it was? Encino Man. Two actors from Encino Man are nominated for Oscars. What an incredible night this must be for the two of you, and what a very difficult night for Pauly Shore.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Jimmy also joked about whether or not Robert Blake... Blake, who apparently you both did and didn't murder his wife bonnie lee bakeley or whatever she was like baby mama remember that from all those
4: years oh, ago yeah. where he was, that was found a big trial yeah really they let big, him off OJ on... big but big
1: no but right it was another one of these celebrity trials where and it was the same as oj he got off for the murder but then in the civil suit he was found you know guilty of wrongful death and owed all this money so it bankrupted him and uh, but Robert Blake passed away just last week, and so a lot of people wondered whether or not he'd be in the In Memoriam segment. Uh, he wasn't. Um, John Travolta got choked up introducing that segment, probably at least in part because it included his longtime friend Olivia Newton-John. Other, they consider these snubs. Some of them were mentioned on the Oscar website, but were not included in the on-air In Memoriam. Uh, Paul Sorvino and H., Gilbert Gottfried. They are all mentioned on the website, but... Uh, and there are a few other snows, but they're not up there on the on the screen. Um, mm, mm, mm. And I guess, I'm not going to go through all the winners. You can find those uh, on our website, uh, the, or uh, sorry, on our Facebook page, but um, also you either watched it or you didn't. And Hugh Grant, who I know you love from Paddington, Vin. Um, I do. Got, yeah. He I'm got up on stage. <laughs> Was this for me? Vis- visual effects
0: is that what the- costume design
1: oh is it costume design they were giving it? it's him and andy mcdowell i love both of them andy mcdowell hugh grant i love them so here's were they a tiny- in
4: a movie together too did they do four they funerals were. or something okay
1: For- four weddings and a funeral okay that's the one where the sweet nothing like whisper sweet nothings into her ear and i when we had him on the show i was like oh my god can i please can you just whisper stuff in my ear right now <laughs> and he and did yeah. Oh, my God. He was so fun. He was such I a I think you could have
4: had that guy, to,
0: to be honest with you. Oh, for God's sake. You.
1: Don't be silly. What
0: do you anyway, mean? Anyway,
1: here's Hugh Grant and Andy McDowell giving away whatever award they It is doing. lovely.
0: Uh, we're actually here to do two things. The first is to raise awareness about the vital importance of using a good moisturizer. <laughs> Andy has been wearing one every day for the last 29 years. I've never used one in my life. <laughs> Still stunning. Uh, basically, a scrotum.
1: As he refers to her and then to him.
0: Right. Uh, and
4: actually, he's not far. I, there was a close up of him pre show doing an interview, oh. and A, he did have that, like, cheek wrinkles. Like, what? How did you. Like, get... hanging skin. Like, I mean, right it's in the crazy. middle of the cheek, there's. Ri- like, well, how did you do that to yourself? And I, there's no way he got more overexposure to sun than I did, so. He's done something wrong. I don't know what.
1: Do you moisturize all the time, Vin?
4: I do use a lot of... I try anyway. There you go. Maybe, okay. Maybe Keeps your
1: skin nice and plump. That's it. So, uh, the Oscars,
4: blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of
1: stuff. Um, uh, Was there something else I wanted... Oh, here's the thing. So, best original song... Um, You know, Lady Gaga was up for that. We talked about her and her sort of stripped-down, makeup-free performance on there. That was one of the songs that was nominated.
4: Yeah, and you know, here's a couple texts. Uh, I'm with Vinny. Lady Gaga slayed it. She was raw and emotional. Chuck and HB. Loved Lady Gaga's performance. Just beautiful. Better than Rihanna's. Music was too loud. Uh, But there are other people. Gaga's performance was contrived. Sorry, Vin. Love you. It's not my performance. You don't
1: have Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. right. We're just all allowed to have our little it's okay. opinions on it. Okay, so also up for best original song is the, was the song that won. It's called Na'atu Na'atu, I think. And it's from that movie RRR, which is like that Bollywood movie I was telling you about. Oh. That's like the craziest oh, cool. M.F. and movie I've ever seen. And it's it's out of control, and the crazy stunts, and the weird things they're doing, and all this weird imagery. I loved this movie RRR. I don't know why I loved it. Here we go. So here's the song. Unfortunately, it's in whatever language this is. Is it? hindi i don't, I don't know
3: Hindu?
1: uh so but it's they had the subtitles going through the whole thing and they're having a dance off contest in this movie it's the movie is so damn funny it's just great anyway it's called Not Too, Not Too, and that's the song that won it I wasn't there are
0: translations lady,
4: for this lady gaga i'm surprised yeah. i i actually would have and i don't even know the rihanna song and i mean i guess i'd know it if i heard it but i would have guessed it was going to be rihanna
1: she's having a year right yeah uh, okay, next up here uh, Let me get back to my other page Because I finished with that I'm going to do a little bit about the Razzies um, Because those always go down The weekend of, uh, of the Oscars mm, Oscars recognize the best performances And the worst are the 2023 Golden Raspberry
4: Award winners. They Let me say, read this real quick because sure, this yeah, yeah, is yeah. what I didn't finish saying. So uh, on the interview that Hugh Grant did on the red carpet before the show, I noticed the sort of crepey skin yeah. or whatever you call that. But, uh, and I wasn't even listening to it, but he seemed snotty and grumpy just oh, based oh, yes. on watching him. And <laughs> yeah. some people wrote in and said, Hugh Grant's red carpet arrival interview was absolutely horrible. Another one said, uh, he was a jerk to Ashley Graham on the red carpet. Megan from Oakland.
1: You know, I I will say this because I watched that interview as well because I had read that he was snippy with her. What you know? What? No, he just was not. He wasn't awesome. He wasn't expansive. He wasn't giving her what she needed. But she wasn't asking. look. It's a red carpet interview. You're gonna get what you get from people. And uh, I know, he didn't but know who made his
4: suit. And I thought he was not fine. hearing it. He was like. This close to just flat out eye rolling as he was talking to her. (laughs) Like I went, Oh, (laughs) Jesus, what is your deal, dude? You're on the red carpet at the Oscars and be friendly. You're you're bored? Yeah, pull it together. This is your gig. You're at work. Right.
1: Well said. You're at work.
4: All right, so back to the Razzies. Uh, Worst
1: picture, they chose blonde. Which I actually heard some good things about. That's mm-hmm. the one with Anna Armas playing Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Worst actor, Jared Leto in Morbius. Man, everybody hates Jared Leto. Everyone just, you know, ever since he's, he was the Joker, people are like, nope, not that guy. Uh, let's see. Um, anything else I wanted to mention? Oh, worst supporting actor, they've got Tom Hanks in the movie Elvis. And worst screen couple is Tom Hanks and his latex laden face, and, and uh, I guess this latex laden face in Elvis. Mm. so his makeup tom hanks and his makeup they're the worst screen couple mm, there's that um chloe uh, saturday night live was jenna ortega i did not manage to press play on that yesterday but i did see some clips from the show um she basically was saying um and i'm not sure if you did you grab a hold of the thing i i sent you where there's just the one the one clip from her monologue
0: Oh, let me look at that right now. I have a so radio. SNL
1: was Jenna so or, Ortega, uh, the, who is Wednesday Adams from the show Wednesday on Netflix. Oh, it's, it's okay it's, if you don't have it. Basically, day. she said, you know, people think because I've done some scary movies and I do that, that I'm, you know, they take one look at my face and go, let's throw some blood on that. So it was a, it was a pretty funny, pretty funny joke.
4: I do um, like that. That's cute. Yeah.
2: Here's a picture of her with her blood in her. Uh, there it is.
1: Oh yeah, there she is, covered in blood. Which is she looks she looks fantastic covered in blood. So Chloe Fineman, who is, a, I think right now she's like the best cast member on the show. I really she's been on for a few years now. On Wednesday, name, uh, no, Chloe Fineman is a cast member of SNL. Ah, got it. So sorry, uh, but she's I think she's fantastic. She does all kinds of impersonations, and they're they're so she's great. I just think she's great. So she did an impersonation of Jamie Lee Curtis on SNL. This was a this was the cold open, and it was like people arriving on the red carpet kind of thing, and she played Jamie Lee Curtis in, in this little before-the-show clip. hmm Oh. You ready for that? Yeah, I was, and then just
0: went away from me. Sorry, one second.
1: <laughs> so, you know, take your time. It's, we're not, you know, well,
0: yeah. there's no rush here. 2.57, all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Actress Jamie Lee Curtis.
3: I mean, seriously, how great is this? <laughs> I sold yogurt that made you poop, and now I'm nominated.
2: <laughs> now, you have been refreshingly down to earth this whole award season. Who are you wearing tonight?
3: Kirkland by Costco. <laughs> yes. Yeah been so vocally supportive of all your fellow nominees. Well, because these actresses rule. Kate Blanchett, are you kidding me? She is so... Am I allowed to curse? Uh, no. She is so hot! And Tar, oh my god! Tar was iconic, vivacious, carnivorous, (laughs) queer, vague, confusing, (laughs) partially in German and it was hands down the funniest movie of the year. And can I say one more thing?
2: I think you're gonna.
3: What Ariana DeBose did at the BAFTAs was fun. It was by far the best live rap performance I've seen all year. It was fun. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck and have fun mm-hmm. tonight. Oh, Alright, no, I'm it. on my way home. And- well, she's
1: leaving. She's gotta to go to bed early. Remember from the last week, the joke about right, her going to bed. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I just I really like that that Chloe Feynman. I think she's did I think you, she's one to watch.
4: <clears throat> by the way, did you see Tar that she's commenting about there?
1: No, I saw the trailer and went, Nope, that's not for me. Did you see yeah. Tar?
4: No, I don't. Yeah. But I thought the joke that Jimmy did where he said and I don't know if it... I, I'm assuming this really happens in the movie, but if you ever wanted to see a movie where the open is fifteen a fifteen minute long interview with the character, then Tar is for you. And I went, oh, oh, do they really do that in that movie? Is it a police
1: interview? Because I I think I know the plot of this. Like I don't kind know. Of been framed?
4: I, just, I I don't know. But she was commenting mm. and. I just It reminded me that, oh, yeah, Tar. Did anybody see right.
1: it? People must have. And it was okay. nominated for lots of things. I've got hey. a super cut
0: oh. of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis okay. Okay. talking about sure. her Oscar win. Great.
1: Stop. Stop. We just won an Oscar. We just won an Oscar. I just won an Oscar. She
3: we even say I. just won an Oscar together.
1: You kind of won it. <laughs> Um okay, moving off of that. Uh first of all, you know, we we all love Ted Las- Lasso or Ted Lasso yeah. if you prefer. Yep. Uh Ted Lasso's amazing. It's starting up Wednesday, season 3, so maybe you want to zip through the last two seasons. This is going to be the final season apparently. Or maybe you just want to stretch out your rewatching of those things so that they, it can add up or build up and you can you can binge some of it. Um Hannah Waddington who plays Rebecca his boss mm. on the show. Um this this has been a, a breakout role for her. And not that she hasn't acted. I mean she's the shame lady for God's sake. You know, yeah. we've been we've been quoting shame for years. But uh she's unrecognizable as the between being the nun and being uh Rebecca the boss. So she is on, she's going to be uh, opposite Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 8. Oh. So I don't know what role. I don't know if she's with him or against him. Is she a bad guy or a good guy? But there's a picture of her like standing on what looks like, I don't know, like a destroyer or something, a ship out there, and she's uh, got a tough look on her face. She's looking off into the distance with kind of a mad look. Uh, and so they're just saying she's in it. We don't know what the character will
4: be, but... I would have Eight. thought by now that movie was already done filming, so... Well, it may very well be, and they've just kept it quiet. Yeah, okay.
1: But, let's see, Shame. they're saying Mission Impossible 8, also known as the second Shame. part of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. It's been filming since July. And it looks like it's... Shame. Is Mission... Uh, it's been filming since before Mission Impossible 7's release date they already begun on it. So there's mm. that. I don't know. We'll see. Well,
4: the Jeez. pandemic definitely screwed up scheduling. No, it doubt. sure did. So. Yes. All right.
0: Good Got to it. see her in, in more roles, though. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies.
5: Ctmobile.com. Hello? Listen, no think good. about this.
1: You're waking up with Sarah and Vinny. I love
5: it. Alice at 97.3. The Radio Alice Report.
4: What's up everyone? This Alice Report is brought to you by Bad Advice. We love to give bad mm. advice, and we do it on the Secret Show, streaming daily at ten AM on the Odyssey app. So if you need a little help in your life, email us at Bryn at That's B R Y N at RadioAlice.com. And the Secret Show. I mean, check us out. Oh. So good. You're gonna love it. Can't believe we're so good at the Secret Show.
3: I can't believe I am such a good person.
1: I see there, but we got it all figured out, didn't we? Okay.
4: So, here's what's happening. First of all, another atmospheric river hitting today, tonight, and into tomorrow. So, we've got, we're already flooded, we're already mudslided, we're already power-outed, and we've got more coming.
1: Yay! Mm. Yay! Oh, my God, the news, I love
4: the news. Forget about all that, though, for now, because super reporter Scott Budman is on the line. Checking in to save the day. Scott Budman from NBC Bay Area and the Alice News Network. Good morning. Good morning. So I want to begin with this, uh, just setting this up, just just, uh, because I don't really know enough about it to to do the story any justice, but I know that you do. News broke about this Silicon Valley bank, like maybe it was Friday. Maybe it was even before that, and I wasn't picking up on it. But what basically happened is this bank's been shut down, and I'd read it's Bay Area famous, but it's not like I. It's not a like national or what? Uh, Silicon Valley bank shut down somehow has ripples that could affect the nation. How's that? So this is what I was able to gather in quick reading is that Silicon Valley Bank made investments in local startups that other banks would not participate in. And so there's some payroll involved here and companies with their money in this bank to do whatever business they need to do. That's been, I don't think it's been seized, but frozen, right?
5: It was, and yeah, that was a good a good sort of uh, roundup. This started really Wednesday night into Thursday morning when people started to realize what was going on. The company did make bad investments. They had to admit that in order to sell off securities, they took a big loss, like a $1.8 billion loss. And that freaked out first stock investors. And so the stock price of Silicon Valley Bank, which has been very successful because as you said, Vinny, this is known as the bank for venture capital money and startup money. That's really kind of sexy for a bank, which usually just handles savings accounts and checking accounts for the likes of you and me, for a little bit of money. These guys keep a lot of money in there because they get multi-million dollar rounds of funding. So it's bad news when the stock price of a bank tanks because that's Wall Street losing confidence. Even worse for a bank though, is what happened next. Depositors started to lose confidence. Venture capitalists and startups said, "Uh uh-oh, this bank may be in trouble uh, in a way that we just don't see much in America. We saw it a little bit in 2008, a whole lot back in the 1930s where people would make runs on the banks, which is go to the bank and try to get your money out. So a lot of startups and VCs pulled their money out of Silicon Valley bank. At one point it was so much that there was a fear the bank would not be able to survive. And that's why on early Friday morning, even before the stock could tank more, the government shut it down and took it over and said, we're going to try to figure out what to do. But step one, is just shut it down. No promises, no money. We're just shutting this down and everybody spent the weekend freaking out. Where does this
1: yeah, well that's it seems that way. Where does this like insurance the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar of insured deposit thing? Like the average person probably in a regular bank would never have more than that. Uh, but this right. is not that.
5: These are huge Exactly. You're probably talking about the FDIC, which was yeah. put into place back, you know, because of the Depression. It's a fund that the government has to back up our deposits our checking account our savings account and you're right it's up to $250,000 which for most of us is fine more that's than enough. enough right right we don't have to run on the bank because if it's robbed or if it goes under the FDIC will back us up for our deposits up to $250,000 but as but you just the said the startups and VC funds right, right they had much more money in there and in fact something like 90% of their deposits are more than what is covered by the FDIC. And that's not true of Bank of America or Wells Fargo right. or those you know, kind of big, boring banks. This was kind of a sexy bank and it handled a whole lot of money because it was willing to help venture capitalists and startups with their funding, when a lot of banks wouldn't. And so there was a lot of love for SVB at the same time these funds and these startups were saying, okay, we love them, but we don't wanna be the last one standing. If there's a run on the bank, and it turned out between Thursday night and Friday morning, so many people pulled their money out, it had to get shut down. And Uh that's why there was so much concern this weekend, because we're going into... Not only a new week of, you know, where's my funding, but how am I going to pay my employees is what a lot of startups were asking. And sure, some of those were startups like, you know, that were now big like Roku. It turns out they had a whole lot of money in there. But even small startups, healthcare startups, how do I pay the people in the lab? How do I make that, you know, make those workers good? Even um, nonprofits that store their money there were concerned. And so until last night when we heard that the government would back all of the deposits from Silicon Valley Bank, everybody was flipping out. There were people who were going to the bank, even though it was closed, just to find out some information, try to get some money, try an ATM, try anything. They were desperate. And what we're seeing this morning is a little bit of that with other banks. There are some other regional banks now that are seeing step one in this, their stock price fall 50, 60, 70% as investors get worried. And then the concern is the next step, will depositors get worried for some of these banks? And the FDIC, again, will protect any deposit up to $250,000, but for Silicon Valley Bank, the feds had to step in and say, we're going to what they call backstop this. We're going to make good on all the money in there. So don't worry. And that's why you saw sort of a sigh of relief with a lot of these startups.
4: So we're talking to Scott Budman from NBC Bay Area about the Silicon Valley Bank shutdown. And that's all gets us current. And here we are on Monday morning. The president has now jumped in. He's spoken about this. I don't know if you've, you've read or heard all of his comments on that on this so far. Yes. No.
5: Yeah. You know, it was interesting how a lot of government officials, um, starting with local ones here in the Bay Area and then the governor, Governor Newsom. And then, you know, Janet Yellen, the Fed chair. And then you had Jerome Powell at the Fed. And now the president, everyone is starting to gradually take this seriously. But there were a few days when people thought and Vinny, you said this at the top. This is kind of a regional bank. Are people going to care? But the reason to care even about something that's sort of our local bank is what's happening now. The fallout because people are concerned if they bank at Schwab or First Republic, Bank of the West, those stocks are falling because people are wondering if this is just an old fashioned run on the banks. We saw a bit of this back in 2008 and remember Washington Mutual. People, I remember standing in the parking lot, watching people drive in, go into the bank just to try to get their money. And, you know, I'm like, hey, guys, there's the FDIC. Whatever you have in there is probably protected. But it's a very scary time. I understand that because we all have what we hope is a nest egg or financial security. And when that's put at risk, your whole life is turned upside down. Right.
4: right. No, I used to, you know, it's funny that you bring up WAMU. I banked there, and they're no longer. But part right. of their problem was they were in on these home loans, these shady home loans. So they were – they were doing some things that caused them to collapse right it wasn't just well
5: anyway right well 2008 so, was all about those you know bad mortgage-backed securities exactly. and all those things that remember those terms and but wamu was the biggest bank closure in history, because it was so big, Silicon Valley Bank is now the second largest bank closure in American history. Oh so it blows God. past everything from the 30s and the Depression because there was just so much money in there.
4: And so now the president, as he speaks this morning, and I'm, I'm still sort of making my way through this because we've been on and I just haven't had time to sit and really pour over it. It looks like he's saying here, the people, the management running that bank are fired. We're taking over, so I don't know if that puts people at ease or if that – he's trying to make everybody relax and make everybody know that this – this he says here, thanks to quick action of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them.
5: Well, that's really what a president needs to say. And that's what the bank directors were saying, because this is all about trust. You know, the run on the bank wasn't because the bank just lost some profits and made some bad investments. It was literally fear, fear that their money would be gone and other people would take their money out. And that's still the concern right now, which is why you're seeing some of these bank stocks fall. What's going to happen with my bank? What's going to happen with your bank? Are we the next domino? And what the president is trying to do is to say, all the money from Silicon Valley Bank will be there. You can then put it in another bank, which is going to be secure and just really trying to calm everybody right now, uh, because these next couple of days are going to be kind of tenuous, I think.
1: Can I ask a question about the FDIC thing? So if they're going to go over and above and they're going to, you know, pay, there's billions of dollars in Silicon Valley Bank. And if they're going to, yes. if they now, are they going to have to step up and do this for any bank that I mean, maybe that's a limit that could be raised like two hundred fifty thousand dollars nowadays, doesn't seem like the kind of exorbitant amount of money uh, that it once did. And especially when you're talking about a bank that now what, are so our tax dollars are going to pay all these people because they were at this, it just, where does that end?
5: Technically, right. This this is not, I mean, a a little bit in the weeds, but technically it's not the bailout that we saw before with the TARP funds and the tax money going to that. This is something the federal treasury has to put towards these banks. So technically this is not, yet our tax dollars. The concern is that going forward, what if other banks need this, cons- right. this, this money and this federal help from either the Treasury or the FDIC? And the first thing you said, I think we are absolutely going to have that debate. Does $250,000 as a top, is that enough? Does the FDIC need to cover more? And what happens to banks like Silicon Valley Bank that really catered to this crowd, the startup crowd, the venture capital crowd, are those companies and those men and women going to say, "Well, there's no longer a bank that can do this because we can't trust that much money in a bank, so now we're just going to keep it in I don't know where." I mean, Gold one thing that happened box, when the when very... the uh, yeah, one thing that happened when the backstop was announced, a huge rise in the price of Vinnie Bitcoin and Ethereum, oh and all of a sudden oh, these crypto God. traders are like, "Aha! The world is coming to our doorstep." And so you think, wow, we lose a bank and the value of Bitcoin goes up. It's a crazy world. But well, I so think a lot of these – There is are. These...
1: Like, this oh. is the first <laughs> bit of good news I've heard. Got I'm
0: money. back, baby. <laughs> have a look at that. All right. So well,
5: once
4: sorry. again, I'm we can have the – the, the, There's a lot of people's lives the right, well, on the break yeah, here. That's, right, that's,
5: yeah. that's unfortunate. Right. But, but, but it, it does bring up an interesting point because if you have more than $250,000, I mean, that's not – that's not gigantic money, what do you do with it if the FDIC is only gonna go up to there? And where do you put your money if you're a startup trying to make payroll, if you're a venture capital fund right now? Uh, It's a big question locally, but I think it's going to be a question asked in a lot of cities all over the country right now, especially as some of these regional banks and smaller banks that cater to these startups and companies are having trouble right now on the stock market. And the worry is that people will try to get their money out of there in some sort of a panic. But that's why every politician all the way up, I mean, this is obviously being politicized, but at least those in the Biden administration are saying things are calm, all is well, nothing to see here. But there is a concern that this contagion spreads to other banks because that's how it happened in the future. Excuse me, in the past.
4: Scott Budman, thank you so much. I mean, I, I know that this is one of those weird stories where having you on helps a lot. We appreciate it very much. <laughs> I'm glad.
5: I hope that made some sense. I, uh, I realize this is a weird.
4: It is yeah. weird. It's weird. It's hard to sort of get. There's a lot of moving pieces and it's moving as we speak. So we appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Scott Budman. You can see him on Anytime. your TV. Good to talk to you guys. NBC Bay Area, everyone. Scott Budman. Thanks, buddy. Whoop right. whoop.
1: Thanks, lot.
4: So that kind of chewed up most of our time. I will say that uh, March Madness uh, uh, has begun. And if you want more on that, ask Dibs at 95.7 The Game.
1: <laughs> He'll know all about it for
4: you. He'll tell you everything you need to know about the upcoming March Madness games and more on sports and sometimes even other stuff. Dibs, yep. everybody. <laughs> all right. Our text number is 800 Here's a few. Uh, 707. I'm in tech and my paycheck will be impacted by this SVB fiasco. Wow. SVB is a huge winery bank. A lot of us up here in Napa were freaking oh. out this weekend. Mm. Uh, FYI, Silicon Valley Bank is used, oh, here it is, by the wine industry too. I've dealt with them for over 20 years, Patty and Napa. Well, it sounds like the good the news is good on that front that the government stepped in and everybody's money is safe and, you know, I can understand how nerve-wracking that is. Almost, well, anything related to money can be nerve-wracking, right? Yes,
1: it's always, that's, that is, that uh, is you know, people feel like you've got a comfort level and then suddenly it, when you have that kind of insecurity, it really does sort of... I remember in 08, you know, everything was just essing the bed and, and I just was pulling into my house and I'm like, well, a total reset... Could we survive this? Like, I, you know, just that, that anxiety. Uh, you know, I, you hate to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to look at stocks today. I'm going to look at crypto, though.
3: <laughs> See how that's uh.
1: going.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, it's up 6%. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. well, 6%. I mean, it could be more.
4: Uh, right. Here's a few That'd more texts. Tom Cruise famously didn't attend the Oscars, and his excuse was he was filming MI8 in England. Oh. Hey, guys, there's a rumor that that space movie Tom Cruise will film is actually Mission Impossible 9.
1: Oh, that's because they are talking about that. The thing where he'll be the first civilian to do a spacewalk.
4: Hmm. Mm.
3: Yeah, I don't
1: hmm. know. You're a jerk. Tom. You're not a jerk, Tom.
4: Uh... Ashley's questions. I guess this is the thing about Hugh Grant. We're lacking yeah. depth. How can one? How can you tolerate such silly questions?
1: Well, that's all that gets asked on the red carpet. They're they, they're churning through people. You, you can't have studied up. It wasn't your big night when you're getting a Hugh Grant interview. It was your big night when you were interviewing 500 people on the red carpet. She's going to ask what you're wearing. She's going to ask what you're looking forward to. Have a couple pat answers ready. She's also not the only person who's doing those interviews. Like. Dude, have, have some answers
4: ready. You know how this all works. Who is that Ashley Graham? is that? She's that
1: plus-size model. She's famous for being a plus-size model.
4: Okay. Yeah. She's beautiful. <laughs> no, I saw her. I just didn't know where she was, like, is she known in the, the, I don't know, tabloid world or what her deal is? I didn't know.
1: Should I know that she recently <laughs> had a baby? I don't know. She hasn't, uh, you know, she's known for being beautiful and big. All right. Let's do this. Let's go. Wake up every morning with Sarah
4: and Vinny. What in the
0: hell? Alice at 97.3. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.